Hello, and welcome to the Financially Free Females podcast. I'm your host, Katie Elker, and each week I'll be discussing practical tips to help you on your path to financial freedom. If you're ready to pay down debt, build wealth, and increase your abundance, you've come to the right place. Thank you for joining me on our shared quest for financial freedom. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Financially Free Females podcast. Your host, Katie Elker, and today I want to talk to you about using credit cards to travel for free. So full transparency, if you've been following my podcast for a while, I just switched it over off of Anchor and I finally recorded my own intro. I have not done any transitions yet um, and I'm I'm sitting in my daughter's room uh, on the carpet, on the floor, recording this podcast. So I'm making small steps to deliver a really awesome audio experience for you, really awesome podcast experience, but it's going to be a while till I get all my ducks in a row, so hang with me, and as always, I'll keep producing content that is geared towards helping you reach financial independence, and so today's topic is on credit cards, so using credit cards travel for free, credit card hacking is another term that is often referred to when on the subject. Okay, so to jump right in, I'll give you a little bit of backstory. So my husband and I, we love traveling. We used to take longer trips, usually between a week or two weeks, somewhere international before our first child was born. And we both have travel credit cards. Uh, specifically, we have the Delta Sky Miles cards, and we used to use those to rack up miles and use that you know, miles to pay for flights and things like that. But uh, since following the financial independence movement, I've learned about this credit card hacking or using credit cards to travel for free program, and I wanted to come on here and share it. I also wrote a blog post about this. Um, you can find it on my blog. That's Katie Elker, K-A-T-I-E-O-E-L-K-E-R.com. You can just search um, travel or credit card or go to the blog tab and, and search for it and scroll down and find it there. Uh, so That being said, so we always traveled um, a lot, and now we have two kids, and as some of you know, I stay home with our two daughters. I left, uh, I was working in financial planning, I left my broker-dealer in February of 2000, and let's see here, what was that, 18, and um, wanted to spend more time at home. So this credit card hacking uh, has come at a great time because we are on uh, one income mainly, and it's an awesome way to be able to use your credit cards to get free travel. So I'm going to jump right in. Now, I want to dispel some myths before we get started. So I was really worried about doing this because A, I thought it was too good to be true, and I can tell you now from experience, it is not. And uh, B, um, I thought that it would like maybe mess up my credit score. So I have a really, uh, I have a good credit score. It's an excellent range. And I was worried that by opening credit cards and using them to rack up points for travel that I would reduce my credit score. Now, while initially your credit score may drop a few points when you start opening cards, overall, as the time goes on, it will go back up and um, likely go up even over what your original score was. So for me, I've been doing this now since January of 2019. I'm recording this in May of 2019, and my credit score has gone up a few points since opening up, and I've actually opened up three cards during this time. So that being said, those are two things that I was really leery about, um, but they, um, again, I like they but the program is working out uh, just fine. It's working out awesome, and it has not ruined or impacted my credit score. Now, that being said, if you are going to make a big purchase, like buy a home or car, and you are going to need to use your credit score to do that, I wouldn't necessarily recommend starting this program right now because 
I uh, feel that it is something, uh, again, if it makes your credit score down, go down a few points, or if the creditors are looking at your credit score and realize that you have applied for different credit cards, right? Um, they usually don't like things to change. So if you're in the process of buying a home or using uh, buying a, a car, or using some line of credit for something bigger, um, applying for credit for something bigger, I would not necessarily start this program at that time. Okay, so let's jump in. I'm just going to start rattling off the steps that I've t- taken. Um, I'm specifically talking about Chase credit cards. So I'm going to be talking about different Chase credit cards. This um, program that I'm following specifically talks about using just Chase credit cards. Now, the reason why is Chase has a really awesome rewards program. It's called Chase Ultimate Rewards, and you can cash the points in. You can transfer them to their travel site, which you essentially can um, like book flights through, book flights and hotels through, kind of like Kayak or Expedia, or you can transfer to any of their partners. And their partners include, um, you know, they include things, uh, airlines such as Southwest, British Airways, United, Air France, Aer Lingus, and also hotels such as Hyatt, Marriott, and IHG are a few. So you get the most bang for your buck when you transfer to partners. But I actually just recently used some of our points. I just booked uh, one direct flight. We're going to a wedding in September to Crested Butte. Um, and I booked it. I wanted to book through Delta. And so I just used it through their program and was able to use some of my points to do that. So that being said, first step is to apply for your first card. So I use the Chase Sapphire Preferred card. It's a $95 annual fee, but it's waived the first year and you get 60,000 bonus points. Um, or bonus miles if you spend 4000 within three months of opening. Now, um, I will try to, um, in the show notes, if you will, I'm going to see if I can link up that card. You can check it out. Uh, and, but that's the first thing, right? First step is just apply for a card. Now, the second step is to start using that card for everything possible to ensure you get the bonus. Now, if you're going to open these cards but not hit that spending target um, and get those bonus miles, it's not going to be worth it for you to do this program. So you have to get the bonus. So I changed all of our like Amazon, Instacart, other online shopping cards to this card. We used our this card strictly for all grocery shopping, restaurants, any purchases for the children, diapers, you know, whatever it might be. Um, I didn't recommend, I don't recommend changing over any big bills um, as it can be a hassle if you're doing this. You have to change them over every few months. A lot of times it takes a little while to um, to kick in for those bill change. But if you, if that is something that you want to do, you certainly can play around with that. Um, just make sure obviously that your bills are getting paid and that you're paying them on time. So, uh, that is the second step. So start using this card for everything you possibly can to make sure you hit that spending bonus. Now I actually have a, um, a spreadsheet that I use to keep track of, uh, you know, what I've spent on each card. So I just look at my statements um, or when I pay it, I just pay it. When I pay that card, um, I, I you know, track it on the spreadsheet when I opened it, when I need to hit the spending limit by. And then if I, if I hit the spending, I'm saying limit, but sp- spending amount to get the bonus. So have some way to track the spreadsheet. If you go over to my blog, again, that's um, kdkatieoelkr.com. Um, back, uh, backslash blog, you can find this blog post. And then on that step three um, is where I talk about the spreadsheet and it's linked. There's a button at the bottom of the blog post where you can download the, the, the spreadsheet that I use. Okay, so that's step three. Step four is once you're getting close to or have hit to the spending bonus, it's time to apply for your next Chase card. Now, um, this is the order that I've done. So I did the, Sa- the Chase Sapphire Preferred, which I mentioned. Then the second one I did was the Chase Inc. Business Preferred. So that has a $95 fee um, the first year at as of this 
podcast, uh, but it has 80,000 bonus points for spending 5,000 within the three months. So it's definitely a larger spending amount, um, but it's a, it's more points. Uh, and that $95 fee is, um, is billed at the end of the year, I believe. So um, again, Chase Inc. Business Preferred. I'm going to talk about business cards here in a moment. The third one that I opened was the Chase Southwest Airlines business. So that's actually billed $99 in the first billing cycle as of this podcast, and but you get 60,000 bonus points for spending 3,000 within the first three months. Okay, so here's what I have to say real quickly about annual fee. So if you're worried about annual fee, I um, will tell you that it'll more than make up for you know, the miles that you get. So for example, the Chase Sapphire Preferred, that's 60,000 bonus points. I spent, um, you know, maybe 30,000 booking a flight for my husband. Um, that was $383. And so that easily took care of that $95 fee, but it's actually waived in the first year anyway. So, um, you also, if you wanted to cancel the card before the fee hits, you could easily call them and do so, or maybe even try to negotiate for no fee. I don't know if anybody's done that, um, with these cards. I know people have done that with other cards or bank cards, but if you cancel your card and you haven't used the miles, from my understanding, you will lose them. So you would want to make sure you use those miles before you cancel your card. All right. That being said, um, the next two that I'm going to check out are the Chase Southwest Plus and the United Card. Now these are all, again, cards that Chase, they're Chase cards. They all go through that Chase Ultimate Rewards and, um, you can just kind of continue building them, rack them up in there, and then redeem them. There's a multiple different ways you can redeem them and actually do a separate podcast episode on that. Ooh. Okay, so um, as you can see or hear, the first few cards I opened were business cards. Now, I do technically have a business, um, and I use them for any spending, not just business spending necessarily. And so if you do not have a business, um, well, first off, I would recommend people have a business, like some sort of side business that they can A, write off expenses on, but also make some extra income. This could be something like an Etsy shop or, um, you know, something similar that you do. So I recommend plan for the business cards, my business technically under my name. So I just still use it under my name. And uh, that is what I have to say about that. Now, if you don't have business and you don't want to start a business or you don't feel right using the business card, um, there are other options, right? There's other cards, even just that Chase Sapphire Preferred is a great place to start. Um, you get a good chunk of miles and that fee is waived for the first year. Okay, so one more note on that. So Chase is a rule where you can only apply for five cards in 24 months. So if you open other other cards, um, it's likely you might not get approved for one of the Chase cards. But if you're married, you and your spouse could each open a separate card. I wouldn't have your spouse be an authorized user on your card, however, because that'll count as two cards versus just one if you were to open this card separately. So um, I know that's a little confusing. Basically, um, you know, you can't open more than five cards um, and chase within the, within a 24-month period. Okay, so that is the logistics of how I've been using this program. So I'm going to recap real quick. And there's one other point I wanted to make um, and that I should have said at the beginning, it's honestly one of the most important. And that is if you are um, not able to pay off your credit card in full, or if you're using this card for spending that you can't actually afford, you should not attempt this program. So this program is really only for people that can pay off their credit card each month. I know a lot of people do not like credit cards. And the reason is that people get into trouble with them. They spend too much money um, and then they can't pay it off in full because if you are not able to pay off in full, um, you are going to be racking up interest and that really is just not worth it. It's not worth having this card and having the program, um, following this program if you can't pay off your credit cards in full. Okay, so that I wanted to, um, I wanted to make sure I mentioned that because that's a super important point. 
All right, so the steps. Just to recap again, applying for your first card, I started with a Chase Sapphire Preferred. Using your card for everything possible to ensure that you get the bonus. Remember, not worth it unless you can get that spending limit bonus. Um, the third step was to have some way to track it. Again, you can visit my blog. I'll try to link it up and take a look at this post. It is um, linked at the end. Fourth one is if you're getting close to hitting that spending amount or if you've already hit it, apply for your next card. And then the fifth step, oh, I think that's it actually. It was just the four, wasn't it? Uh, so that's it. And then the fifth step will be to redeem your points and enjoy. And I will do a separate podcast on that. All right, you guys, that is all that I have for today. If you liked this podcast, head on over to iTunes, give me a five-star review, share it with your friends. Again, I'm just kind of transitioning, getting back into the swing of things. And I'm excited to keep sharing these golden nuggets with you. All right, thanks guys.